The following pendant production. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the commentary for The Kingery, season 11, episode 8. No good answers. I have to scroll up for the name of the episode. It's been that kind of day, kids. I'm Dave Morgan. I'm your director. Joining me for this commentary is the writer of this episode, Catherine Pride. Hello. Yes, I'm here. Who also plays Tithia. It's been a while since we've had a cat on an episode, so yay. Welcome back, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I uh, I accidentally decided I wanted the episodes in the back half of the season. Ah, so then I got lots of episodes in the back half of the season. <laughs> yeah, you, we're, we're going to be hearing a lot from her in the next couple of months. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. hopefully you enjoy her as much as we do. Um, Alright, so we're starting off here with uh, Hebe's therapy room. Um, the group is still going somehow, although we've got some new people joining the group today. Uh, <laughs> Papa Arkell and Allison have joined, joined our merry band. Um Listening to a song called Elf Meditation. Nice. The, uh, got some nice. Kevin McLeod has some very nice meditative long cuts that I can just use once in a scene and then use a different scene section next time and a different section next time. And it sounds totally different. I love it. <laughs> yep. And we've got uh, Jason R. Wallace as Hebe, Justin Fife as Papa Arkell, Melissa Autumn Hearn as Allison. And coming up, you'll hear Andre Verneau as Jeppy and Rachel Crosby as the ESI Squid. Yes. Which, the, the ESI Squid's always funny because Tilly's always like, can we write more of the ESI Squid in any yes. scene? And I'm like, I would love to. I'm just not that funny. Like, my, my I'm not as good with the squid stuff as, as I feel like Tilly and Susan are. So... Well, it's it's still fun, and now, now that uh, they've been passed off to uh, Papa Arkell, I, I'm sure this will be hilarious. Oh yes, <laughs> sure, suppose so. Here, take it. I'm tired of this. Yeah. <laughs> Cute in an ugly sort of way. My kids would like you. Probably try to rename you to something like Emotional Support Poop Squid. <laughs> Knowing them. Emotional support poop squid. That, that's very childlike and perfect. Sooner or later, it always comes back to poop on this show. Always. Tell us about your children, Mr. Orkell. Anything you remember about them? Well, I have a sign that. And I, the Papa Arkell stuff is always a little rough on me just because I've got parents who are going through the declining faculties thing. And so him trying to piece that stuff together, it really touches a soft spot with me as well. Even though yeah, I mean, he seems to be recovering more and more. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's kind of funny. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about it more. In one of the other episodes I wrote, because I, I do a lot more with Papa Arkell. This is an episode that kind of, uh, the, I guess the best way to put this is this is definitely the episode from the perspective of the adult child who doesn't know how to deal with the problem. Right. Because as you'll see, Allison kind of just sort of like shoves the problem off and is like, I don't want to deal with it. La yep. la la la. Um, la, la. And uh, but 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 that's not you know we are going to come back to to right. Allison and Papa Arkell uh, obviously in, in another episode. Um, but um, my, my I am I am running into a similar issue although it's with my with one of my grandparents where where she is hitting uh, end of life and uh, so I drew a lot personally about how. You go through like that stage of just like denial and like I don't want I can't deal with it. It's too much. I have too much going on, and right. so 
So yeah, it's been actually been very cathartic for me to write this too. Um, yeah. And thankfully we have comedy relief. Yes. You're not. Uh, we've got, uh, we're in the holding cell after the, uh, yes. kerfuffle of a couple episodes ago. Yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Want? I, uh, I definitely made it sound like they had been, like, stewed in there for days. And then oh, yeah. Tilly was like, maybe, maybe let's not make it sound like they've all been, like, sitting in their clothes for four weeks or whatever. No, hour, no. Because we don't know how long it's been. But, but, but uh, Zeph will definitely make them suffer for a while. Yes. And let yes. them stew. Also, I got to write some of the best singers for Zach in this episode, and oh, I just I'm 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 so proud of the sass that came he, out. He's of so fabulously right? bitchy, and I love yes. it. Yes, like he has he has 99 problems, and they are all of them. Yes. <laughs> Of course, that's Russell Gold as Zeph, Chris M as Reyes, Caitlin Kleiman as Chris, and Christine Chester as Aaron. Um, and uh, Caitlin does a great job of uh, having a broken jaw. She, she, she carries Which that is off fantastic. Well. I wasn't sure how that was going to play out. So, I mean, I was. it was one of those, like, good luck, actor. Whee! <laughs> yeah, that's the, the fun of being a writer. You can say, here, do this. Make it happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and the actors and directors have to go, okay. Yep. Or something like that. Back up. Did they really say taser? Like, out loud? Oh, for fuck's Yes, taser. That's not really relevant. Point is, after Gray got in the way of us taking Mass down, like I couldn't help it because I was rereading the old episodes with with all the seeds of Mask, and I was like, really, somebody yelled Taser out loud? Okay, that's it. That's gonna I gotta reference that. <laughs> You're gonna hit us with the sledgehammer of weaponry. We'll we'll bring it back. Yep. You have to learn the lingo. You have to walk the walk. How are we supposed to do that when she won't even give us a foot in the door? We were yeah, Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Like, this is part of why I asked to write this episode was I liked, I, I wanted to write us kind of like connecting the brewing tension between the two, the two different groups and, and how they're going to get to a point where they have to work together. Right. Um, because they really are just like, one of them is a square peg. The other one's a round hole. Like they're just coming at, they're coming at things completely different ways. They're space marines. They're space exactly. cops. Together, they fight crime. <laughs> Maybe sometimes. Mostly, they fight each and, other. And each other. do not cause more trouble. I'm going to go talk to the captain. I'm always happy when I can get to, when I can put "stay frosty" in the script. I love saying "stay frosty." It's a good good turn of phrase. I like it. It's a holding cell. I love Aaron. <laughs> And we go from that to this incredibly heavy scene. Yeah. <laughs> and you wrote it for yourself. I did. Well, okay. So so this is one of those things where I, I mean, I've, I've touched on it briefly in like Twitter and Facebook, if you follow me. But um, the entire storyline with with Hebe and Pallas and Tithia and Tithia, Tithia's uh, polyamory uh, is very personal to me. Very personal to me. Um, and I got lucky, like my, like I didn't have to have these fights, but I could have, like it easily could have been me. Um, 
So, uh, so it's been very, um, very important to me to try and get this right in a way that's real and authentic. And I really was really happy that I got to write this scene with Pallas and Tithia because this is a messy situation. <laughs> like it's just, there's, there's no, there's no quick answers. Um, but it, it, it's tough. Like, I mean, it, if you're not someone who gets jealous and you don't understand why people get jealous, Right. It's very easy to just make decisions in a vacuum. Okay. Um, so I wanted Tithia to have to really face the consequences of that while also getting to explore something that we haven't really talked about on the King Ray before. Um, and I, I dumped it on you. That's that's completely on me. So yeah, oops. I completely respect why you're angry. Of course, you also got, got the great line of Jupiter's hairy balls, which... Yes. Saying you respect why I'm angry isn't exactly an apology so in this scene i mean from from a directing standpoint there's really not a lot of action to it i mean there's a little bit of walk across the room and getting the drink but yeah a lot of this for me it's just it's all about pacing and timing and in a lot of ways i made it one of the hardest scenes i had this episode because you want to you want to give them the space but you have to find that sweet spot between not enough and too much yeah yeah Like, especially when Palace, she takes that beat I'm to react. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you, I mean, you nailed it. Um, uh, the way that this was in my head, it's, it's definitely that kind of like measured conversation where, you know, fights and conversations and lectures and arguments that you have with your loved ones are all like a roller coaster. And so right. I really like that this really did kind of have the the ebb and flow of being on that roller coaster and you get really high and you start talking and then you you know you go right down into the spot you don't want to go to wow just wow that is profoundly selfish maybe but it's the truth and the kingery is a place that runs on lies I told you I didn't want this place to ruin and I, I love Palace's come back here about the poetic bullshit is not helping. You're, you're yeah. dressing it up all fancy and it, it ain't working. Yeah. She, she's, she's about had it. Yeah. Saving the world. You're talking about wanting to fuck and love Hebe. And the worst part is, the worst part is that if it was just sex, I could almost get it. Oh, you have got to be fucking <laughs> kidding me. Yeah, because you've uh, four years teaching lectures about how confirmation bias doesn't just exist. And and again, this, this also goes into the territory of Hebe's personhood, too. Yes, yes. Because Tithia obviously has known Hebe for years, definitely sees Hebe as a person. Palace still sees him as a toaster. Yeah, and and that's one of those things that, I mean, ever since I started writing on The Kingery, like one of my first seasons was one of the first ones where we had uh, Hebe like as a, a main character who was going right. to continue to grow. Um, I have always loved talking about the nature of AI and non-organic sentience like it's been a really interesting subject matter to talk about on the kingery and so i've always gravitated towards episodes where tithia or somebody else gets to talk about those things um and this was definitely like for me it felt like kind of a culmination of all those things that we had talked about in prior episodes and seasons because tithia finally recognizes she didn't do that to hebe and that it's a real fear that she had but that even hebe's like no like <laughs> no no? I really don't think so. Yeah. Even if I introduced 
some unknown element to his code, the reticulum would... And I mean, I gotta give myself... I'm gonna pat myself on the back a little bit here. I oh. gave Tithia some real good zingers. I'm just gonna yeah. say that. Like, 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 this is a good fight. They they yes. both give as good as they get. Um, because I and I love this line. ...to me being with both of you, and you lost your shit for an extended period, extended of, time, period okay? of time. So clearly, people are capable of ignoring or disregarding a suggestion. I swear to God, stubbornness <laughs> is the world's greatest self-corrective subroutine. Why did you come here, Tithia? What is the point of all this? I'm not going to be okay with you loving me and him. You're not a toy I have to share, okay? You're my girlfriend. You're supposed to be my partner. And the fact that you're letting your head get turned by, I don't know, by a glorified toaster is really making me wonder what His spoo. <laughs> I mean, God. Hebe is not a flesh and blood person. I don't know what you see in him. Yeah, of course. How could the pansexual fall in love with the person on the inside and not the outside? That sounds so unnatural, says the lesbian. Ouch. Are you done? I that like I think that's even in the outline that we were like once that's that's gonna come up. Um, but yeah. I really I really liked that, that Tithia got to be the one to point out you're kind of being a hypocrite here. Yeah. Like, you I can be just... mad at my decisions, but don't invalidate them. They're still yeah, my decisions. Was... And they're and valid. very laser guard guided right there. Yeah. One other person, right? I can't... I can't forget what he did to you. I think that's the first time it's actually been stated that Tithy is Pam. I think it's been yes. implied over over 11 seasons, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've, yeah we've definitely uh, implied it, but... Um, mm -hmm. This was the first time I I actually got to put a put a label on it. Um, right. And um and I, I mean I was I'm I'm thrilled that we got to do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it's it's it, it really is fantastic when when that happens. Like with Cal during one of the uh, minisodes over the half season, I, I talked to Renee and she confirmed Cal is ace, and I, that was just a really cool moment for mm -hmm. me. Being being asexual myself is just like finally we got somebody here and there right, is another yeah. character. Um, it's been mentioned before that Hooks is is asexual. Also, it's been mentioned on Reddit, so I don't feel too bad about throwing that out there as mm -hmm. a spoiler. But it hasn't actually been mentioned in an episode. So, but just right, when you right. get that representation, you see yourself. That's a really cool thing. Yeah, and I mean, like, like I mean, no joke. Like when when I saw the outline for the season, and I saw that we were doing the poly storyline that I had asked for, um, I started crying. Like yeah. that, because that's because I I I can't think of. I, mean, I think I, I think I can think of like two examples of a successful poly relationship mm. scenario in television or film and they're almost right. always because they are a component of some other racy edgy film so i really wanted to be able to do it in a way that didn't that wasn't coming off as racy or edgy it was coming off as dramatic and authentic as right. like people having real conversations and exactly figuring things out about yourself that maybe you didn't know because i you know Tithia didn't realize she was Polly right away, but clearly she's had time to think about it, and right. she had gotten to that point when she realized she was still, still caring about Hebe and about Palace. So, um, I'll I'll leave the subject there at that for now because we've got more scenes going on. Yeah. But we'll we'll definitely talk about that again. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, we've got goofballs going on right now. Yes. So, so that's fun. Got got Maddie about ready to lose her mind. But no, that's not good. But no. <laughs> no. I, 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 I
Hey, you know, a warrant. The shit I need to have to do my job. So they fucked She's up not wrong. She's just no. an asshole. <laughs> yeah, about that. Did he really shout taser? Oh, good. Glad to see you're focused on the right details, Seth. <laughs> yep. Again, you can tell when it stuck with me. So I was like, no, yes. oh, no, I gotta, I gotta so point that out. Tell them to cool their fucking heels. I find them harassing some professor who's doing some weird experiment with... What did they call it, Cal? Synesthesia. Oh, and they glowed, but uh, that seemed to be cosmetic. Right. And instead of checking to make well, sure... Well, they all got sprayed with it, too. So. Yep. They all had a good time. All the shit we have to do... It probably isn't helping their mood now. They've come down. Yeah. They start shaking her down. You can't just fucking do that. I know it. Cal knows it. Pretty sure Cal you know it. it, Seth. And they sure yes, should, should know it. Did it ever occur to you to give them some guidelines, training, anything? I don't have time to train them on how to do my job and also do my job. It's why I went also to the do my police job. academy. He does righteous indignation so well. Yep. Instead of the commandant throwing her weight around. We don't work for the Marines. Seriously? That's what this is about? Holy shit, Maddie, they were here to help. And you're treating them like they're there to spy on you. They're under my command. It's like 3,000% done. better than that. That is, that's some off-hell levels of paranoia right there. Tell me you feel 100% sure they couldn't have another... Hell levels of paranoia are quite high. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. With good reason. Not a doubt in your mind. <laughs> you look me in the eye and try to tell me that you don't think maybe, just maybe, they're here to catch Allison or Cass or me or you in the kind of shit the Commandant would just eat up. I'll wait. Oh my god, you fucking children! Fine! <laughs> Fine, let's do it your way! Wham! We've got Allison's office as so she's going through her yes. computer goodness, what? and the doorbell's ringing. PB hovers in. I wanted to see you. You didn't. Uh, you didn't. As you know, she did stomp off. Yes. Get coffee yes. Or yes. Didn't exactly. Well, didn't exactly leave in a good mood. No, no. I wanted to ensure that nothing serious had happened. Seriously. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm only. Oh, I'm doing fine. I've got plenty of time to hear my dad wax poetic about the person I haven't yeah. been since I was a fucking toddler. That was Which, that that one is that that little line right there is is just I think that hits home to anybody whose parent has not accepted mm -hmm. who they are now, and I don't right. feel like you have to say a whole lot about that to know that no. like that's a that's a that hits hard. Right. <laughs> there you fucking go. No, no, I absolutely. And poor Hebe, like Hebe is genuinely trying to make amends and mm -hmm. do something positive, and Allison is just not, not. And he's just been put in the middle of this absolutely untenable situation yeah. between balancing Allison and Tithia and Pallas and Papa yeah. and the whole fifth thing, and 
It's a lot for, yep. for, for a robot. Yeah. Said sentient, sentient AI. Poor guy. No, no, go on. Tell me more about the fifth and why. Tell me more about the fifth. You do realize you owe me a fuck ton for what I did for you, right? I extended a huge ton. Not just a little bit. Fuck ton. Much less to open a therapy practice for victims of the group you worked with. Bit more than a fuckload. Believe me. Yes. Play both sides. But before Tithia vouched for you. I wouldn't have given you the time of day. When she told me about the plan for the clinic, I genuinely worried about her judgment. I was unaware that Tithia had spoken to you about my plans. Oh, Tithia did a nice yeah, well, thing in the background. <laughs> her and her big heart. So don't push it. You want to try to fix my dad? Have at it. But I loved writing this scene because it, you know, I don't often get to write Allison, mm -hmm. and um, it was really cool to to just get to be in her head. And to show how, how you know, she is so hyper-aware of what's going on in the Kingery at any given time. Even though she's got a million things going on. And she's got Hebe's number. Even even if it's a mean way. But she, you know, she she's not making these decisions just out of knee-jerk. She's, she's genuinely overwhelmed. She's trying to compartmentalize and delegate where she can. How am I supposed to explain that I am his other kid while I'm trying to make sure no one else knows about it? Besides... Every time I talk to him, it's a reminder of who I'm not. Yeah. I, just, mm -hmm. I don't have the energy or the fucking time to listen to him talk about Tommy. There is a reason for you to Melissa, I just... Well, Props. Snaps. Snaps. <laughs> with what has changed about the Arkell family, your sister went from trying to kill you to helping you. And you, well... We both know my part in helping you become Allison. I'm not going to lie. Cats yeah, trying to kill Allison is probably still on the table at some point. I have but, shit you know. to do. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Cats would never rule it out. <laughs> right. So you know what? You want him to go to therapy with some support so fucking badly? I'll take care of that right now. I'm hiring him a caregiver. Harder? Full time. They'll go with him to therapy. Make sure he doesn't do something stupid. Which, honestly, even though it sounds like Allison's doing it for the meanest reasons, this is, like, one of the better things you can do. Yeah. <laughs> like, stare at the ceiling and talk like, about uh, that time that um, I'm, I'm glad that, that Allison made the choice to, right. to hire a caregiver um, before kind of being forced into a position where that was what had to be done. to me with a problem. Problem fucking solved. Yeah. Very expensively, <laughs> I might add. Because the one I was about to click accept application on before you hovered in is going to cost me every bit of liquidity I have right now. So it better be worth it. Now get out. Get it, Allison. Get out. <laughs> oh, now back with the toddlers. Yes. <laughs> back in the playpen. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is I just basically told everybody like ad lib all the smack talk you want and I'm still I've been listening to it and I'm still trying to figure out what everybody said and it's great testimony for three courts martial or two IA investigations you are all supposed to be on the same side here so here's what I keep forgetting that you get the marines some VCOP training so that they can work with due process the kinds of questions they need to ask all that good jazz. Reyes, 
you guys stop Zeph is being very reasonable here well yes. thought out solutions yes they clearly has thought about it may have written it down Maddie tells you are actually enemies yes and then this and then no they're all they're all annoying everybody has their own things <laughs> dick waving around that's one of those words phrases you just have to kind of push yes. to the forefront yes and then I don't know how the actor's going to say it or like I have a basic idea but <laughs> that was just perfect <laughs> just completely done with yeah. every last minuscule atom of bullshit yeah I could say that the, if that's how you're going to be you can die in a fucking fire definitely made Tilly laugh like I got a good like guffaw out of her <laughs> like yes I win <laughs> yay oh well, that was another Fun episode there is there's some nice comedy relief and great, great, great serious moments there. Uh, our actors, of course, are doing a fabulous job with it as always. Oh, yeah. You gave him a great script to work with. Um, oh, thank you. And you'll give them a good script uh, next episode because uh, it'll be you and Pete joining joining us for comedy. Yeah. So that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, Pete and I played the doubles match of te of, of uh, scripting uh, <laughs> next month, so. That's so, fun. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, that's the episode. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you like. Uh, come visit us on Discord. We have a lot of fun over there and talk about strange things like our staycations and yes. all sorts of other exciting things like that. But, and yeah, I'm really bad at anything. answering. I'm really yeah. bad at answering, but I do answer. If I see that you mentioned yeah, me, I, I do answer. I'm, it's just like, I'm the I same way. I, I probably check once a day. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm so bad. But yeah, there, there are there are people that are more active on there, so yes, yeah, you can interact with them a lot, and we'll interact when we uh, remember it's there. Uh, yes. So uh, until next month, we will see you. See you guys. <laughs>